0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash switch.
1: Forty five dollars up front for three
2: months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: law and welcome to the world in sport from RNZ Pacific. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, Fiji retains rugby's Pacific Nations Cup and the Cook Islands begin preparations for their second shot at Rugby World Cup qualifying. But first, Pacific Rugby League is back in the spotlight this week with Samoa, Tonga, Fiji and Papua New Guinea squaring off in the annual Pacific Test in Sydney. The Fiji Bati face off against Papua New Guinea's Kumuls for the Melanesian Cup before Samoa take on Mate Ma'a Tonga for the Polynesian Cup. Fiji captain Kevin Naigama is part of a star-studded Bati backline after the players called off threatened strike action after resolving a pay dispute dating back to the World Cup.
0: It's been dealt with. It's obviously something that can't just happen overnight. It's obviously going to be an ongoing thing and getting that trust. We have had a meeting before, but I guess the only thing moving forward is to continue to work together because that's the only way we're going to move forward as a national, you know, like I feel like in the rugby league side, we continue to do our job and produce players and performances. Um, It's just, I guess, the governing body that we have to work with together instead of against each other to push the brand further and um, bring in sponsorships and obviously grow the
1: game back in Fiji as well. As the captain of this team, do you take that role particularly seriously in terms of, you know, leading when difficult decisions or difficult incidents like that happen? Is that something that you're comfortable with, that you embrace, you know, being in the centre of that sort of stuff when need be?
0: It's probably not ideal being a player, you know you you really leave those things to the governing body, but um it is what it is, and you know all I'm doing is just to represent the players. I feel like as a captain i I sort of liaise that relationship and and speak to the board and on behalf of the players and you know like I make sure we're all having discussions with the playing group as well because ultimately the, um the playing group's um, the number one focus, and you know um if we don't have the players' best interests in mind, then it's really hard to put a uh, a strong team together. So, just I think, like I said before, just continuing to work with the playing group and making sure I'm taking everyone's opinions and and also having discussions in like what's the best plan moving forward. Because ultimately, like you said, we want to be putting um, a team forward that's definitely testing the Tier One nations and you know that's
1: the main goal we have in have it up And uh, speaking of relationships, uh, you've got a new coach, Matt Adamson. He's uh, in for this test, but I know he's pretty keen to to go all the way to the World Cup, if that so happens, and he gets that opportunity. Uh, how's his approach? How's, his, how, how's him coming into camp uh, uh, gone for the teams? What's you know what's he doing differently, and and, and how are you guys enjoying it?
0: Uh, nothing different, to be honest. I obviously, had a few conversations going up to the World Cup with him. Um, never met him before until I got into camp. Seems like a, he's like a real nice man. Um, the main focus, um, obviously, he just had fun, enjoyed Taylor's company, but he didn't want to really change too much. Um, he just obviously wanted to go work off the back of the momentum of the World Cup, and, um, you know, he's just happy to accommodate that and, and continue to progress and help us push forward as a, as a nation of Fiji.
1: And uh, obviously Papua New Guinea on the weekend. Um, what are you expecting from the Kumuls?
0: I don't think they get much credit, to be honest. Um, you know, they've done...
1: You know, rugby league in, in Papua
0: New Guinea is like a religion, and they've come lead and down in rugby league, and it was good to see them do so well in the World Cup, and not only that, but have a team in the in the Queensland Cup, which you saw them win last year. I feel like, you know, they're going to be definitely a physical side and everyone sees that for them. They always go 100 miles an hour. Um, So we're respecting a real physical uh, contest on the weekend, a physical battle, especially for the middles, but I'm looking forward to the challenge and at the end of the day, it's a good thing for Pacific Rugby League.
1: You'd be keen, perhaps, to have another round of these sorts of matches in October, would
0: you? Yeah, I think, like, well, like, how you see Australia, England... You know, and um, New Zealand play regular test matches in that period. It's, um, it's real hard as a, a nation, like with Fiji only playing one test every year, and then after this, like only playing with each other again next year. Um, I feel like to grow as a nation, we need to be playing regular test matches. And now, like, obviously, in our real commitment, it's hard. You can only fit one in a year, but like obviously in October, you can obviously play two or three, which is what the other nations are doing. Um, and I feel like to grow, all the Pacific Rugby League nations need to be playing um, regular test matches to grow as well.
1: That's the Fiji Bati captain, Kevin Naigama. It'll be a game to remember for Manly Sea Eagles winger George Taufua, who has switched his international allegiance from Mate Ma'a Tonga to Toa Samoa. The 26-year-old says he made the decision to represent his mother's heritage.
2: Australian born and raised and father's Tongan, and mother's Samoa. And I was brought up by my mum uh, my whole life and she raised me and I feel more Samoan growing up than anything like but I still had a bit of touch of the um, Tongan side of family and, what, and whatnot. So, yeah, playing for Tonga for the last few years was definitely a great experience. And they did some great things last year in the World Cup too. So I thought it was time to you know do the second part of, of, of one of my goals, with, and that was to represent uh, my mum and um, my son Martin heritage. So thankfully I got the call-up to be here today.
1: Obviously you're eligible for both, but um, did, is that something you had to communicate to, to Matt Parrish, who, you know, having obviously previously played for Tonga is would he have reached out and said, you know, are you available? Or have you said, well, I know I've played yeah. for longer, but actually I want to play for Samoa? Uh, a few weeks ago, I
2: just gave Dave Penner, who's the um, assistant coach here and who I've had a good relationship with uh, while he was at Manly as well, who was my 20s coach and um, assistant first grade coach for a few years. Yeah, I just rang him and just kind of said, hey, uh, just to put my hand up and for Samoa, um, it's, it's a dream and a goal that i Uh, Want to fulfill and if you guys feel that I'm in good enough form to represent some more then yeah I definitely just want to throw my hat in the ring and um, I understand that they have their loyalty to the boys that just finished the World Cup with them and you know they get first preference, but yeah, I just wanted to put my name out there and just let them know that I'm keen. And thankfully, a few weeks later, Frankie Pritchard gave me a call, and who's mm-hmm. the manager now, and he just gave me the green light, which um, yeah, I'm very grateful for, and um, yeah, so here I am.
1: And obviously, I think it's been a couple of years since you've played a test match, is that right?
2: My last actual test match was the World Cup qualifier for Tonga um, against Cook Islands, which I guess a lot of people I don't know, somewhat forget about, because I guess there wasn't too many Tonga boys. Around that, we we put together a, a good team, the rest of cooks, and they weren't easy. Um, so it was definitely um, a special stepping stone for them to um, do what they did last year in the World Cup. So yeah, that was my last test in late 2015.
1: It's been a pretty interesting couple of years for not just um, Samoa and or Tonga or anything, but just you know Pacific and World Rugby League. I guess a lot's changed now. So we have you know the likes of all the boys um, you know committing to Tonga, which I guess you going the other way makes it a bit interesting. I know a few of the The Samoan boys from the World Cup have opted to play for the Kiwis and and then Mm. obviously you guys have Anthony Milford who, you know, whilst he played last year against England, he's obviously played Origin just a few weeks ago. So to, you know, commit Mm -hmm. to Toa Samoa and when there's an origin game the following night is also a pretty big deal.
2: It's kind of a trend and it, it's a good thing to see. And the island people love to see their boys to put out that sacrifice and, and to and to put on, um, you know, the jump of, 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 the, of the smaller nations and, um, you know, means so much to us. So, yeah, good to see Milf, you know, here in camp and his, his quality all around. So, um, you know, as well, he's one person I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing with for the first time.
1: And, of course, um, you know, as it so happens, you find yourself committing to Samoa and playing for your mother. And uh, here you are, of course, up against Tonga.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's not easier, but it's like a decision to go from New Zealand to Tonga or from Australia to Samoa or New Zealand to Samoa, it's, that decision is a, a bit lighter than um, what I had to kind of figure out within myself because, um, you know, they're kind of the opposites, but they're very similar and, and they only really verse each other and, and no one really likes to see them verse anyone else but each other. So I've got the best of both worlds, um, you could say. So, um yeah. It was a tough conversation to have with the Tongan coach um, a few nights ago just to give them a heads up in respect to them and, and the faith and um, you know everything that they've um, provided for me in, in my time with them and, um, and, and to the Tongan boys as well. So um, I'm sure they understand and looking forward to running into them on Saturday.
1: You know, obviously when you made the decision, what was your, what was your family's reaction when you told them? I only told my mum last night and
2: she automatically, when I got home yesterday afternoon, she was like, oh, are you going to play for Tonga? And I was like, oh, no, nah, maybe not this year. And then I waited a few hours and then I told her, I was like, no, nah, I'm not playing for Tonga. I'm going to uh, play for you this time, play for Samoa. And she kind of just paused and got a bit emotional and kissed her and hugged her and just said, oh, yeah, it's about that time that I did something that I've always thought about doing and I've always wanted to do both. So it's it's good to do the second part so also, like, my uncle, which is her brother, I told him, he messaged me this morning and um, he said the same thing. He's, he said he got uh, very emotional when he saw my name in, in the team list. And a lot of my friends at family have, like, they're kind of confused. They're like, oh, is this, like, a, a, a messed up team? Like, is this for real? And then, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm playing for side this time. So, um, yeah, it doesn't get any, any easier going against my, my Tongan brothers as well. But, yeah, it should be good. And, yeah, looking forward to to a fierce, um, a fierce game come this weekend.
1: Towa Samoa winger, George Tafua. The Flying Fijians have retained regional bragging rights after recovering from a half-time deficit to beat Georgia in Suva and clinch a fourth straight Pacific Nations Cup rugby title. John McKee's side scored 27 unanswered points in the second half, eventually running away with the match 37-15.
3: I think it's really important for us to maintain our position as number one Pacific nation, and, and you know it's a big motivation for the boys um, coming into this campaign to retain our trophy.
1: Indeed. How would you compare the two halves? Obviously, uh, you know, um, narrowly behind at the break, and then uh, obviously coming home pretty strongly.
3: Oh look, you know it was it was an interesting, uh, interesting game. There was a little bit of a breeze at um, ANZ Stadium on the weekend, and and Georgia played with that at their backs in the first half. It probably probably helped them um, keep up a bit of field position. For for us, I was a little disappointed in our first half. I felt that and defensively we, we let the Georgians run at us. You know, we were making our tackles, we were conceding the game line, and also you know a little bit, a little bit sloppy in our execution on the end, and probably we created a couple of opportunities but didn't make the final pass. So, you know, at half time there was just a bit of a refocus. You know, we, we, we really focused on, on getting a bit more line speed in our defence to put the Georgians on the, on the back foot when they had the ball. And, and I think, you know, just just for us just to calm down a little bit in, in attack, I felt we need to be a little bit more patient and, you know, it paid off for us and in the back end of the game.
1: Do you take much stock in the fact that obviously you are in that pool in the World Cup next year with them, and you you get one over them a, a year or so out? Does that mean anything to you? It's
3: good to set down a marker against Georgia, that, who will the next time we meet them will be in the World Cup. You know, you want to be going into that with a little bit of confidence, but you know it's a long time between now and, now and the Rugby World Cup in terms of you know team development, and and I think you know our, our, our team will be. Will be better in the Rugby World Cup, and uh, as, as will Georgia. So yes, yes, we take confidence in this victory as a as pointed towards Rugby World Cup. But we know it'll be a different ball game when we're in the World Cup.
1: And of course, you do face the Ikaletahi this coming weekend in what is technically a, a one-off test. Uh, they got relatively close to you last year, and I know they felt that they could have won that match. And they're viewing this game as the true PNC final. Um, you know they believe that you know they're making gains on you. So uh, is this a challenge you're looking forward to?
3: Oh look, I really, you know know—I've seen you know, like the, the Tongan squad and has and been really building over the over the past couple of seasons, and, and you know they've, they've got a very strong team here in Fiji to meet us and uh, to take in next weekend. So, so you know we, we'll have to step up again. I mean, we're we'll look, looking at—we uh, we don't need to do a lot of different things to to what we were trying to trying to achieve against. Um, Against Georgia, but we, we we will need to be up for once again for the physical challenge. In some ways, Georgia and Tonga are similar in, in terms of the physical challenge, but we know Tonga have got some uh, very dangerous backs as well, which we'll have to we we'll have to be right on top of their game defensively. And you know, we we want to we want to stay Pacific number one, so we need to we need to win this game to put that beyond doubt.
1: That's the Flying Fijians coach John McKee. The Cook Islands front rower Matt Mullaney admits it's a surreal experience to be back in camp with the national team after their Rugby World Cup qualifying hopes were handed an unlikely lifeline. The Cookies were originally beaten by Tahiti in their Oceania Cup clash in August, but that result was overturned in March after the French territory was found to have fielded two ineligible players. Matt Mullaney started that match at hooker, and says it was a completely different team from the one assembled for the upcoming home and away matches against the winner of the Asia Rugby Championship, Hong Kong.
4: The majority of the players were locally based, and the coach was also a local. It was a really great opportunity for us to bond quite quickly regarding that test match. In terms of the actual match itself against Tahiti, it was a very, very physical contest, and on that occasion they came out on the right side of the ledger to fast forward um, a couple of um, months from that date and to be told that World Rugby had announced that the match results be overturned due to Tahiti having fielded ineligible players during that game was quite a surreal experience Um, and obviously it's given us uh, a renewed sense of confidence and focus uh, heading into the next stage of World Cup qualifying.
1: So you've now got a whole bunch of overseas based players, a few Somewhat familiar names to, to rugby people. You've obviously got Stan Wright back as coach, who's the you know very well known former player, former captain of the uh, team. Uh, you know, back for a second stint, and this one might actually ever match in it. Um, and of course, there's a new new man in charge of Cook Islands rugby, uh, Cook Islands rugby union as well. So, um, in a very short space of time, uh, you know, a lot can happen.
4: Absolutely. Um, what what I will say is that um, management team uh, that has been put together for this particular campaign. Um, is probably our most qualified. You have uh, Stan Wright, who is a two-time Heineken uh, Cup champion. Uh, You have um, Nathan Major, an ex-All Black. You have Andrew Walker, who's an uh, ex-Brumbies and uh, Wallabies player. Um, And and obviously, they bring a lot of experience, as as does Kevin Edel with his uh, rugby league background. So I think a lot of players, have found the environment that the management team is trying to create quite attractive and obviously it's indicated that the Cook Islands are quite serious about progressing through Rugby World Cup qualification and then eventually uh, onto the World Cup. So they are the key
1: goals. The amount of players that have made themselves available from offshore, from France etc and some of the New Zealand Australia ones, do you think the, the big changes, the people that are suddenly available, is that... Because of the confidence they have in the new setup?
4: I think so. I think the management team has brought an air of confidence, and, and, and the players have responded to that accordingly. I think um, the players are eager to learn as much as possible in this environment, and I think that's been evident in the calibre of guys that have put their hands up.
1: You're together for six or seven days, and then you've got a, a you know a trial match scheduled, an inter-trial, these two dozen people from offshore, and then you've got about a dozen or so locals as well that are all going to be going hammer and tongs.
4: It's very, very limited preparation time, which is a challenge, but it's also an opportunity for us to bond in camp. But also, I think, you know, having a trial will make sure that guys have an opportunity to put their best foot forward for selection. I think that's a really important point to note.
1: What do you guys know about Hong Kong?
4: Uh, We know uh, from the Asian Rugby Championship that they are um, a very good side. They um, have some talented backs. They're also um, strong in the forward pack. They are very well conditioned, which means um, they will stay in the fight for longer periods, and um we understand that you know they'll bring some serious competition come that first test match on the thirtieth of June
1: you've got to play by the rules, and that's what's cost uh, Tahiti, but um you know you, you want to win on the day where possible so is there, is there any sense of um you know something to prove from the players?
4: Not necessarily, I think you know it's an opportunity for the players to get together into camp and to bond and to work hard so that ultimately. Um, we can achieve our goal, which is to progress through to the next stage of Rugby World Cup qualifying in the charge Tournament in November.
1: That's the Cook Islands hooker, Matt Mullaney, and that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening.